Hello and a very warm welcome to Telecom's Takeaway. Uh, this is the first of our new series of monthly Telecom's Takeaway podcasts, where we'll be chatting about various uh, topical Telecom's issues and insights. So first up, introductions. I am Eleanor Williams. I'm an Associate Director in the Commercial Team, specialising in communications and technology transactions. And I'm joined today by Hannah Drew, uh, Legal Director and Co-Head of our Telecoms Practice at Osborne Clark, specialising in telecoms regulation. So today we're kicking off with a discussion uh, around the government's new wireless infrastructure strategy, and that was published by the Department um, of Science, Innovation and Technology on Tuesday the 11th of April. Oh, thanks Eleanor. So what's it all about? This is new, a new strategy about how the government intends to overcome uh, the challenges, and, and there are lots of challenges that we know, um, of rolling out advanced wireless technologies to boost boost growth and productivity in the UK. It's it's a pretty comprehensive summary um, of what the government and Ofcom are doing in this area. Um, if you print it out, it's a, um, a pretty long 163 pages. Um, so in this podcast, we're just going to, to give you a, a snapshot of, of the key headlines. Um, one of the things that really comes across is that clearly uh, the government makes wants to make sure that nobody's left behind um, and they recognise that there's a there's a real need to attract investment um, and help the, the UK realise the benefits of 5G. So removing barriers to roll out, um, ensuring uh, regulation doesn't stand in the way, etc. So, so some of some of that in the strategy is specific commitments. Um, and, and other elements are, are sort of more identifying in principle what more needs to be done. So recognising that implementation is going to be um, a bit of an ongoing joint effort between the government um, and, and with industry and others as well. I think it's a really interesting read. It's an interesting read um, you know, for anyone working in telecoms and parts of it are also really interesting um, uh, you know on the on the crossover between telecoms and other sectors where where connectivity is acting uh, more as, a, as an enabler um, so for example it, it touches on areas that, such as mobility infrastructure energy and, and decarbonization broadcasting um, and, and a number of areas really so so Hannah shall we should we have a look at what the uh, the strategy actually says in a bit more detail Yes, let's. So um, the strategy has six kind of key steps to it, um, and there's some overlap between between them. But we can run through them at a high level. Um, first up is ensuring that there's going to be good connectivity for all across the UK. Did you want to pick up on that one? Yeah, of course. Um, so so obviously this is a really important sort of head, headline one. Um, and in the in this area, the government's working with Ofcom um, to improve coverage reporting. So that's report um, improved reporting on indoor coverage in rural areas, um, on rail networks, and also with 5G standalone. Um, and in particular, the focus is on coverage reporting in a in a way that's meaningful to consumers. And and the aim here is is about ensuring policymakers and industry understand the gaps um, to plan investment. Um, in infrastructure rollout and also so consumers can can make informed choices. Um, it's also looking at in the strategy, um, looking at digital inclusion, and that's you know an area where there's a really important role that telecoms has to play. Um, and the government's working with Ofcom and industry to ensure that services uh, remain affordable for all. And then the third thing I wanted to mention is that it's looking at improving rural connectivity. Um, an area where there's there's already lots going on. 
Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. So things like Project Gigabit, the Shared Rural Network, um, so lots already going on in this area, as you mentioned already. Yeah, exactly. And that 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 kind of things is covered um, in, a, in a 10 point plan for improving rural connectivity in, in the strategy. Um, and there's also a couple of new commitments as well. So uh, looking at appointing a rural connectivity champion to remove local barriers um, and promote innovation in rural areas uh, and also looking at satellites, drones and fixed wireless access and the role that they have to play in, in rural coverage, um, including a specific new commitment to launch a £8 million fund um, to promote satellite connectivity to the most remote um, 35,000 premises. So, so lots of good stuff. Um, so, so Hannah, turning to 5G, do you want to, to say something about what the strategy um, is looking at there? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the strategy is setting out a, a new ambition to have nationwide coverage of standalone 5G um, to all populated areas by 2030. Um, and that's really important because 5G in the UK is, is really now 5G non-standalone, which has been an evolution of the 4G network and has been great. It's offered consumers increased speeds and bandwidth but it hasn't really offered the full potential of 5G which was what was really hyped and much talked about when um, 5G evolution was first talked about and that's things like ultra reliable low latency low latency 5G to enable massive IoT edge computing network slicing and other other aspects as well things like enhanced locationing positioning etc so it has huge big um, socio-economic benefits when it's up and running but that will take uh, significant investments in um, in the 5G standalone network to be able to deploy this so that's going to require the mobile operators to deploy 5G core networks upgrade their cell sites plug in gaps with additional cell sites new storage infrastructure and kind of get the picture that there's a lot to be done to actually get this um, next evolution of 5G standalone architecture. Yeah, and that's really key, isn't it? Because it's been really well publicised um, that, you know, the rollout of these new wireless technologies are being impacted by um, really high costs and, uh, you know, of upgrade and maintenance. Um, but also, you know, amongst the, sort of the telcos, the diminishing, the, there are diminishing returns on investment. So the strategy is, is trying to help sort of move that along. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is also why this is an area where we'll probably see the most legal issues um, arising. So the government's confirmed kind of uh, th three major kind of areas. Um, its commitment to continue to try and remove the practical barriers to 5G deployment. And that's especially around Spectrum, where it's working with Ofcom in a number of areas, including reviewing its approach to fees and refarming unused Spectrum, given it's such a kind of finite and important resource. Um, the government's also opening is also opening up to market consolidation, which is always an interesting topic uh, and particularly interesting at the moment in light of news around a proposed uh, three Vodafone merger on the horizon. Um, and it also goes on to explain how it will be working across departments to ensure new policies and regulation ensure that they are pro-investment and that any negative impacts are, mitigate, are mitigated. Um, and so one of those areas are ensuring the net neutrality rules are fit for purpose, for example. So this would be um, to ensure that the operators, the mobile operators and broadband um, providers are able to innovate. One example of that could be to ensure that the rules don't act as a barrier to network slicing and network management. 
um, and net neutrality and how those rules uh, apply in the UK is an area that Ofcom is already consulting on this year. Um, so these are all, all pretty big and pretty broad ambitions, but um, how the government plans to realise them um, and realise its potential and drive adoption is um, is quite an open question. And I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that, Eleanor. Yeah, and that's something which the strategy also does does cover. So the next step and um, step four in the strategy is specifically working the government, working with other government departments and uh, local authorities and you mentioned providers, um, which that's to, to realise the full benefits of, of 5G. And that includes £40 million investment for regions and local authorities to establish themselves as 5G innovation regions. Um, local authorities can, can apply for that um, in the spring and, and with decisions coming um, later this year in the autumn. Um, and that's really all important. That's that's all about encouraging investment, encouraging leadership and um, harvesting collective intelligence and innovation in a way that, that will encourage 5G adoption um, and also includes that all important continued um, barrier busting. So removing the, the obstacles um, to, to, to roll out of the infrastructure at a local authority level. And then linked to that, step five in the strategy is, is what the government's doing um, to, to drive adoption. Um, and that's coming back to the business case, right, for investment in the 5G standalone rollout and ensuring that there's the demand for it. Yeah, exactly. So the strategy is looking at demonstrating the benefits of 5G, um, improving digital skills, um, improving access to, to spectrum and ensuring that businesses are upskilled in, in understanding their choices as well. Um, and this this part of the strategy covers setting an example um, in the public sector um, of, the, of the potential of, of wireless technology. So, for example, um, the, the government's announced that all new hospitals uh, will be 5G or, or equivalent wireless enabled. Um, and the government also wants to address barriers for supply and adoption of private networks, um, which is good news, and, and, and work with industry on the role of um, 5G in, in decarbonisation, which is obviously a really important and, and hot topic at the moment. Um, so, so finally, um, Hannah, would you want to say a word about what the strategy has to say on 6G? Yes, of course. So 6G, um, who knew we'd be talking about it quite so soon? Um, but there is um, some commentary around the strategy for the UK um, and how it can influence and benefit from the development of 6G. Um, so the government has announced an initial investment of £100 million in future telecoms and research and development um, for 6G, which is quite exciting. Brilliant. Um, and what about timeframes, Hannah? Does the strategy have anything to say about that? Um, it does. It's quite loose at the moment, but broadly it's looking at the next decade um, for this to be um, coming into to fruition. So I guess what, what else is there? Um, what's next for the sector now we have this report being published? Um, can we expect more and, and what should our clients in the telecom space be looking out for? Yeah, so obviously this is looking at those uh, the next decade, as you say, Hannah, so there's still lots to do. Um, and this is a, it's a strategy, so it's not necessarily a list of specific, tangible, um, clear, sort of measurable actions. Um, there's a lot more pieces as a puzzle um, to come and things that uh, clients should be looking out for. Um, so just to give a few examples, um, we're expecting more from Ofcom on its strategy in relation to Spectrum, following a number of asks from the government um, in this paper. 
Um, we're expecting uh, more on 5G in the second national infrastructure assessment, and that's due to be published um, in the autumn this year. On security, uh, another really key area, um, there's a planned call for information on security of private telecoms networks, um, and that's to understand um, their dependencies and how the government can help um, secure their development. Um, also planning, um, we're told to expect clarificatory amendments to part 16 of the town and country planning um, general permitted development uh, order 2015 um, and that's in relation to the definition of small cell systems and limitations to the the alteration um, or replacement of a mast um, and, th and then finally another thing to be looking out for um, is more this year on plans to encourage the provision of fixed wireless access in hard to reach areas um, and the government's strategy on public procurement of advanced wireless technologies which is interesting so that's expected in in the autumn as well um, uh, and is with a view to issuing a uh, procurement policy note so lots and lots to come and to be looking out for um any any final thoughts hannah um yeah i mean not a lot to say but you know it's really quite notable that as you mentioned this, this is a strategy not a, a detailed action plan um and it's looking at the challenges really broadly and setting out some some pretty am, big ambitions uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of talk um but there's not necessarily a lot of detail in terms of how that those ambitions are going to be realized so i think the real proof in um in the pudding as such is to, to test say how well the strategy is implemented um, and whether we see the government delivering on this ambition so as you said there's, there's a lot of work to do um for both the government and the industry to realise these ambitions. Super, thanks Hannah. Thanks for joining me to run through this today. Um, if you're interested in discussing any of the issues uh, in this podcast further, then please do get in touch with us. Um, but before we go, um, just to sum up with our key three takeaways uh, from this strategy. Firstly, it's really wide ranging and it's all about the steps that need to happen um, in the next decade or so to realise the benefits of future digital infrastructure. And that's uh, with the government's aim of boosting growth and productivity in the UK. Secondly, the government's highlighted uh, new ambitions. Um, firstly, to have nationwide coverage of standalone 5G to all populated areas by 2030. And not forgetting those rural communi communities as well, confirms that they're launching an £8 million fund to promote satellite connectivity to the most remote uh, 35,000 properties. And last of all, um, there's lots more detail to come, as you've heard, so keep an eye out and look out for our future telecoms takeaways uh, covering developments as they happen. Thanks very much for joining us today and goodbye. <laughs>